0: What's going on guys? It's Nick here back with another video. Today we have the final Establish the Run sponsor video of the season. It has been great working with them to come up with these top five videos for you guys and we've got one more before the season starts which is less than one week away. That's absolutely wild to say honestly. Uh, ETR will be posting plenty of videos in season and remember the point of this sponsorship. I want you guys watching their content, not most of the garbage that is on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribed. Uh, you're gonna get all their in-season content on YouTube for free. I'll link that in the description box down below. And if you do ever want to sign up for one of their packages, just use promo code FFA. You get 10% off whichever one you choose. I recommend their DFS package the most, but whichever one you want, 10% off. Promo code FFA. So what are we doing with this week's episode? This week. We're going to be talking about five wide receivers you definitely should have drafted this season and i've done my best to keep it to five newish names i didn't want to keep going over the exact same players so wide receivers that i love drafting silva loves drafting the etr team loves drafting all ranked above adp as far as like the industry adp is concerned but that we have already gone over so are ineligible for this video include aj brown Cortland sutton Allen Robinson, Gabriel Davis, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Bateman, Isaiah McKenzie, and Wanda Robinson. We love all those players, but again, I've talked about them a lot recently. I didn't want to talk about them again. So, if you faded that entire group, that's on you. You probably did not if you used any of our rankings, but how about five more names, you guys, that we also love. We will start off with DJ Moore. Silva has him ranked as the 27th overall player. The run team has him at 24. I have him at 36, so a little bit behind them compared to an industry-wide ADP of 39. And Moore is a great pick for two different reasons combined together makes him an excellent pick. First, in a vacuum, he should be great. Right? He has over 1,150 receiving yards in three consecutive seasons. He's only 25 years old despite entering his fifth season. Still very young, still in the prime of his career. He stayed incredibly healthy over his career. He gets a really big quarterback upgrade going from like Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater to Baker. And while you might not think Baker's all that good, and I can promise you I am not some big Baker fan, right? He's still an upgrade. He's still better than what Moore has been playing with. So again, in a vacuum, considering nothing else, he should have an excellent season. But as you know, we do not live in a vacuum. We live in a world with opportunity cost and positional scarcity. And luckily, Moore goes in the perfect spot. As an early to mid fourth rounder, you have hopefully started off running back, running back. Because if you're in that part of the draft, you probably had a late first round pick. Most of the time with a late first round pick, you're going running back, running back. And then you either grab Pitts or an elite wide receiver in round three. That is the most common build. That is probably what you've done. And so you're sitting there in round four. If you went with Pitts, you're probably really wanting a wide receiver. Even if you went with wide receiver, you're probably not yet looking at Darren Waller or Mark Andrews. You don't really want the quarterback yet. The running backs look gross. You already have two of them, wide receiver. So it's a very common spot to be looking for wide receiver on your team. And so there's basically no risk here. It's when you want wide receiver. He's going to have a great year. He's rarely failed. I mean, what is the risk with drafting him? Like, he has produced well with trash quarterback play in the past. His only wide receiver competition, of course, you know, Mitch Christian McCaffrey is going to command targets. But no tight end competition. His only wide receiver competition is like Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault, Rashad Higgins. Like, absolute trash. That is an atrocious list it just locks in more for a dominant target share, and if he ever, ever has a season where he scores even six or seven touchdowns, he's going to smash. I think it could be this year. I think he's a great pick. Another wide receiver you should draft it is is St. Brown, and I talked a lot about him earlier in the summer. Then, you know, I had talked about him a lot, so I wanted to try and give some other players a little more airtime, but... I love him. And I definitely loved him when he was going like four rounds later on underdog. That was a complete joke. But he comes off the board 64th overall right now, which is like that kind of early sixth round. Silva has him at 47. ETR projection team at 41. I have him at 59. And the one interesting thing about him is really the impact of Jameson Williams and really last season in like combination. We've known all summer that Williams is unlikely to play until week 7. But when that news kind of dropped, like when he got placed on the IR, people knew he was going to miss time. Everyone freaked out. We saw Williams ADP plummet. We saw St. Brown really go up. And that really showed us that we might think everyone's on the same page, that everyone, you know, has access to all this information so they should be using it. But the fact is People really don't all the time have all the uh, correct information. And what people really like to do is anchor. They like to anchor to what they had in the past. And I think people have done that with St. Brown. We look back to last season. Well, he was on the waiver wire, right? He wasn't some super high-end prospect that people were really trying to draft. And so even though... You know, over the last six weeks of the season, he was tied with Devonta Adams for second among all wide receivers in points per game. Well, that doesn't matter to people because he was on the waiver wire. That's their first anchor. And then their second anchor is earlier this offseason. You used to be able to get him much later. And so it's easy for people when they're drafting to think about those two facts. He was free last season earlier this summer he was less expensive like he was going much later in drafts and when you get to him you're like oh this is like you know the most you've ever had to spend to get him I'm gonna pass but I think that is just like 1000% a mistake he's a great player he is the clear top target in the passing game Uh, it's a Lions offense that I also think is gonna be better than people expect this season so if you're drafting this weekend don't forget but I'm on same brown. Don't think that because we picked him up off free agency that he, you know, he was good last season. But like, oh, maybe people were hurt. Maybe um, it was just kind of getting lucky. You don't command targets that heavily and be the wide receiver two and points per game in the final six weeks by getting lucky. They love this kid. He's supremely talented. Don't think that just because he was free last year and because people were incorrectly pricing him to start the summer that he's not a good pick now. He's still a great pick right now. Another player. That we should be drafting is Juju. I know a lot of people like to hate on him just because of how, like, you know, he erupted to start his career and he's has gone very little since then. But I don't think the public truly appreciates the upside here. Like, certainly, I guess any player could bust, but not everyone has the level of upside that Juju has. I mean, Sky Moore hasn't really stepped up that much in camp. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is a fine deep threat, but he's really only that, and he still hasn't figured out how to catch yet. Mikkel Hardman, he's been a bust to this point in his career. Nothing we saw over the summer is changing our minds on that. He is probably just going to end up being a bust. So we have Juju, who's likely going to be the number one wide receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and it's almost like nobody cares, Like, but we do. I mean, ETR and Silva both have him at 51. I have him at 53, uh, industry-wide ADP. 68, so we're on average about, you know, over a round ahead of ADP, and Juju's exactly who you want to target in the middle rounds. There's pretty much no chance that he busts. Like I said, anyone can get injured. Anyone could get super unlucky with touchdowns. But at worst, you're probably going to be able to rotate Juju into that flex spot, maybe that wide receiver two, two spot. Like At worst, that's probably what you're going to be able to do. We know that the Kansas City offense is going to remain elite, and it's not like Travis Kelsey is going to go out there and have 2,000 receiving yards. And remember the timeline here. As a rookie, a very, very young rookie, he goes off. Goes nuclear in year two as a 22-year-old sophomore. And then Big Ben has by a mile. The worst three seasons of his career, with 2019 not even really playing that much. It was mostly Mason Rudolph and Delvin Hodges. Like, that's awful. I mean, it's just horrendous quarterback play. So after breaking out, you know, he's had to deal with truly trash quarterback play. And now he goes to Patrick Mahomes. You know, in a year where they need help at wide receiver. Juju could finish the top 10 wide receiver this season. and You can get him in the late sixth round. That's a joke. Fourth wide receiver on the list, Christian Kirk. Kirk signed a four-year, $72 million deal this summer, $37 million fully guaranteed, and yet this is another player people don't seem to care about. Trevor Lawrence had horrendous coaching, was a rookie, and threw over 300 combined pass attempts to LaVisca Chennault, Laquan Treadwell, Dan Arnold... Tavon Austin and James O'Shaughnessy last season what exactly do you expect the results to be for anyone in their rookie season to do that he gets massive coaching upgrades an entire off season and really a whole season to kind of like learn the NFL but then a whole off season to fully prepare Etienne's healthy they bring in Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram and while you know the additions of Zay Jones, Evan Ingram it can be debated you know how much of an upgrade they are I can assure you they are at least upgrades, given that, you know, the people behind them were cut. They cut Treadwell. They traded LaVisca for pennies. Like, they don't want these players on the team. Most of the targets that uh, Trevor Lawrence had last season are gone. They've been upgraded. So this offense is going to get better, and it should be dominated by Etienne and Kirk. Kirk will be used on end rounds, screen passes, deep downfield, just in a bunch of different ways To get the ball into his hands. He only played in one preseason game this season. But he was in on 82% of the first team snaps. Committed a 38% target share. Now, I'm not projecting that level of dominance. He's not going to have a 38% target share. But look at who's around him. Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. You're telling me he can't command a really nice target share? And even if I only assume a 20% target share. Just a flat 20%. Look at the targets on this team. That is not wild to think it's going to happen. Kind of feels like his floor, if we're being honest. I don't really think we can drop it too much below that. Even doing that, it makes him a value. I have him at 84, industry average 98. So if you think he's going to be in like the upper teens for target share, then you better be drafting Marvin Jones and Zay Jones way earlier than they are. You better be taking Etienne in like round two or Evan Ingram in like round nine. Like You better be in love with all these other players if you really think that Christian Kirk is a bad pick where he's going. Silva agrees. ETR agrees. They have him at 65 and 72. Final wide receiver we'll go over today, Jahan Dotson. Dotson was taken 16th overall by the commanders this summer, and he's looked excellent in camp all summer. The one negative that everyone will point to is Carson Wentz just being bad. And I honestly think that is a valid response. If you don't want to draft anyone on the Commanders this season because Carson Wentz is bad and he's just not going to be that much of an upgrade, he's not going to be that good. That's fine. I honestly think that's okay to do. I'm a notorious Carson Wentz hater. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. But I don't even think that matters. I have him projected to be a very bad quarterback. And I still think that Dotson is a great pick in the 13th or 14th round on pretty much Every platform. Silva has him as a 12th round pick. ETR has him as a ninth round pick. I have him as a 10th round pick. So all of us agree at least one round of value, likely two or three rounds of value. He is locked in to as many snaps as he can handle. His only competition outside of McLaurin is Curtis Samuel, who's struggled to stay healthy. And we don't truly know if he's going to command a large target share. So we have a mid first round rookie. That's a very uh, high amount of draft capital to spend on a rookie wide receiver. With really only one player commanding targets ahead of him. The floor is just so high and the ceiling is really, really solid. Again, in the 13th, the 14th round. If he was going in the single digit rounds, he was going earlier than, you know, these really hyped rookies like Pickens, let's say. Well, maybe I'd go towards them because he's at a good camp. But let's be honest, he hasn't like... You know, had the same highlights that like someone like Pickens has had. But players who have had this hype, they're going like the 8th, ninth, 10th round. I think, I think I saw Pickens going like round 8 the other night. Jahan Dotson has not gotten that same level of hype, even though he's a great prospect. Again, going to be on the field every single down, every down wide receiver. There's been reports that Carson Wentz has been targeting him more than McLaurin. Now, I would not think that he's going to outproduce McLaurin the season. But I think that just goes to show he's been really good. He just hasn't gotten that same level of hype. But I think people are going to see that early in the season. They're going to be like, oh, he's playing every snap. He's commanding targets every week. And I mean, he's going to be a very hot waiver wire ad early in the season. So don't let that happen. Draft him late in your draft. So those are five wide receivers you should have drafted this season along with the ones I already said we love. A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson... Gabriel Davis, Darnell Mooney, Rashad Bateman, Isaiah McKenzie, Wondell Robinson. So those are 13 names now that you should be going after in drafts at the wide receiver position. That should be enough to get you through the draft. If you need any more content, please be sure to check out the Establish the Run YouTube channel. I'll link that in the description box down below. And if you want to sign up for any of their packages on the website, use promo code FFA, 10% off any package you want. And if you have a draft this weekend, then good luck. And if you want to see my personal rankings for every scoring format and for different roster settings, so two wide receiver, three wide receiver, maybe two wide receiver, two flex spots, then you can see that, as always, at my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. I'll be back tomorrow to go over the most important news and ADP changes over the last week. Sunday, to talk about five running backs you probably shouldn't have drafted this season. And then Monday, for the start of week one content. And a video I know you guys are. Are gonna love. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hanging the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.